There's, there's things that about them, whether it's their pedigree, whether it's their disposition, that makes you think this horse might rodeo. But you just don't know if it's going to be a rodeo horse until it goes to a rodeo. Until it walks down the midway at Gallup on the way exactly. to the performance, through the folks, past the strollers without murdering a stroller. Rodeo time. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, catch up on all the old episodes, and check out the latest. You're going to like it. Welcome to the Luke Branquino Show. My next guest is somebody that, well, I call her my BFF, um, and she calls me her BFF, I think. Um, and we haven't had her on the show before with two episodes, part one, part two of Haley Kinzel. Haley, thank you for joining us again. Uh, you must not have very many BFFs to have me back already. <laughs> I, I only, you can only have one BFF. Oh, whoops. I didn't yeah. realize. Sorry. Now you're my How only many BFF? BFF? Wait a second. How many BFFs do you have? I, details. Details. How are you? I'm good. Did How you, are you? Did you get rained on? We got soaked. It was. I was out welding just for people that know electricity and water. Just it, They don't work real good together. So after I got shocked 17 times, I'm like, I better unplug the welder and go talk to Haley. Time to be done. Yeah. I, I got, I got really soaked too, which is awesome. And I could tell because you're here. You can, thank you for noticing. Yeah. This happens when I come back to Texas and leave the, I was in the dry country for so long that all of me adjusted. And now we're, we're having to get used to not just humidity, but like actual rain, which is good. But do you have crickets? Oh my gosh. We have it's crawling everywhere. Oh, I hate crickets. You don't like crickets? No, because they're so, on everything. So we had the exterminator come out two days ago, and apparently they spray around the perimeter of your house. So if bugs come towards it, and I don't know how long it lasts. It's a residual spray, I'm guessing. But when this rain started coming, they all started coming to the structures. And now it's like you have your, your what is it? porch it's a porch 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 but like a foot and a half away from the wall is your porch but it's just it's solid dead crickets yeah that's nice but what's better than that is the solid dead scorpions i'd way rather have dead scorpions you have scorpions at least they're dead scorpions if you're gonna have scorpions you don't have scorpions somehow don't have scorpions my parents have scorpions real bad but i only have crickets which they're they're not like gonna hurt me but they hurt my heart like I go outside and they're just eerie. They get in my hair. They're in yeah. my hair. Not right now. I took it out, but yeah. it was this morning. But yeah, it's just, that's the thing about Texas, man, that you're probably getting used to. When the seasons change, it's like new bugs. What yeah. kind are we getting this time? I've seen the biggest black widow that I've ever seen in my life. And she was that big. I don't know if you could tell how, you know, you can see my head, how big my head yeah. is. I mean, damn sure the size of two fifty cent pieces with her legs all out and everything. And I did not, you don't really call it murdering them because it's killing them. I, I did not kill her because I felt like she is that big. She's lived a pretty good life. And if she could eat a cricket, because I guarantee you she would take down multiple crickets. I let her live. You let her live. She can kill your kid, but yeah, you're just. No, that you can't really. You don't take them to the doctor; they'll kill your kid. Well, but sometimes you don't know. Like, 
you know, kid doesn't know they're because you they probably fell down, hurt their arm, and you're like, oh, walk it off, and they're like, okay, walk it off. Three days later, they turn blue because they got bit by a spider, and you didn't take them to the doctor because you, you said can see walk the... it off. Can you on a spider? Really? Yeah, I need I to pull this closer so it looks like I'm actually talking. There, look at that. It Gosh. looks like you're talking. Don't worry. It also sounds like you're talking. Yeah, but it looks like we're never mind. I looks like I'm a real pot, like Joe Rogan type shit with an actual microphone. Oh. Thanks for having anyway. me. Huh? Thanks for having me on your show, Joe. I've been wanting Oh, to you're welcome. Yeah. You're, uh, thank you for coming um, on the show. So we, when I called you to do this second or third, I guess it'd be the second one, you said yes. And I said, I want to talk about something different. Actually, no. What I asked you was, do you ever get tired of people calling you, hey, come on the show. We want you on the show. And you're like, yes and no. Because explain why? Because when you're winning, everybody wants a piece of Haley Kinzel. When you're losing, nobody's like everybody. Nobody wants to talk to you, me, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, As Steve Kenyon used to would call for like an interview for RFD or Cowboy Channel, whoever he was with at the time, and he says, you know, so sorry to bother you again. And I'm like, Steve, if you're calling me, this is good. That means I'm doing something right. But when you're not doing something right or at least just not doing enough right like you're doing okay right. you're just not crushing it you're you just don't exist like it's really funny so yes some i feel like you go through waves like you'll go a year without doing an interview or podcast whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't ever go a year without doing an interview Let's i just, have I, gone a year i have gone a year Mm -hmm. because because people get like they get really excited and you do a lot of podcasts and you do a bunch and then it's all out there and there's so much content and then they move on to the next thing and you're still kind of rocking along doing your deal but anyways moral of the story i haven't done anything in a little bit because i haven't just been crushing it it's been really good i've been placing long i've done okay but you know i've only won one rodeo this year which was awesome it was phillipsburg i love phillipsburg and we won phillipsburg but all that said uh, unless you're like winning, winning, people aren't really calling you. So when you called me and asked if I want to talk about anything, I'm like, you want to talk about my placing? Because I always freaking tell you about my last hole here and there. Um, but it's, it's been okay. It's been good. Um, here, the last couple of weeks were not so good. And so now I'm just really excited to talk to you. But when you first want to talk on Monday, I was planning to be day after the Piaut finals. Championship. Pendleton. Yeah, I was just going to take a day off and go watch the Pendleton slack and just, you know, enjoy the day. And then I ended up not making the final. So I was booking it to Texas when you wanted to talk on Monday. So thanks for waiting. Um, in turn, I waited on you to show up for the podcast. So I feel like we're even. But um, yeah. Turnabout's fair play, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I just, you know, it's been okay. But um, I'm glad to talk to somebody about my feelings and tell you that, you know, losing is hard. Um. Losing is hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny because I, even in my career, you say you win Houston and then maybe the spring sucks. People come up to you and you're still winning good in the stand. Like you're still high in the standings and people are like, man, been pretty rough out there lately. And you're like, man, I won like third or fourth at Red Bluff and placed in a couple rounds at Clovis. It hadn't been that bad. Hmm. Nope, just must be tough. I'm like, yeah, sure is. Thanks for being concerned. But it's funny how that works, how, you know, people always, if you're not number one, what is it? If you're not first, you're last. That's what it is. 
that's what it is. If, if you're not a world champ right now, you're nothing. And so it is funny because you get like a buildup if you've had any success in the past from like announcers or from people coming to watch. Oh, yeah. And when it doesn't go what they expect it to go for whatever reason, they just get this like disgust. Like, what? why'd you even come? And <laughs> I got a couple of those the last few weeks. So I don't really like explaining my decisions after the fact like I kind of like to make decisions and just go with it so I thought this year I had this plan that I was going to take sis out from June to July and just get done what we could if we get the finals made you know whatever that means get enough one that you think you're probably safe and you know I knew I was probably good to make Sioux Falls I was going to send her home and so I did that went stuck to that plan I said it several times in various little interviews or things early in the year I'm going to run her through you know, last of July, first of August, and then send her home. Go out to the Northwest with my other couple because I've got other horses and it's still my job to rodeo. So I'm going to go rodeo on those. But it didn't seem to work because I still got asked, what's wrong with her? Or why why are you here but she's not? And um, I was at a rodeo a few days ago. I think it was over Labor Day weekend. So maybe we should go. The days run together. And this little girl comes up and she's like, you're not on sister. And I'm holding Reese who is Bay. So it's like, obviously I'm like looking at her like, no way. That's not sister. Oh, whoops. Um, so anyways, I'm <laughs> kind of smart ass this poor little girl. Anyway, I was, I, I like to teach him that. So then the other one, you know, I'm laughing and she's laughing. The other little girl stand next to her. She turns to her and she goes, have you seen the ground? Of course she's not on sister. <laughs> Like, you're coming with me. Like, this is my kind of kid. And granted, the ground was really good, but that wasn't the reason. She's like not even out there. But it was so funny. I was like, at least there are people out there who recognize that you don't always put in your like best pitcher to play the entire game. But right. it was so funny because it is really hard throughout when you're not just crushing it and winning to explain what you're doing or that you actually do have a plan. It may not make sense in other people's mind. And then sometimes you have a plan and it just ain't freaking working. Right. I definitely did plan on winning more than I won the last couple of weeks, but I chipped away. I did okay. It just wasn't perfect, but sometimes it's not perfect. Well, and what a lot of people don't understand, and it didn't it not so much in my career because if I had a horse, I, I really wasn't into training horses because it hurt me too bad to start a bullying horse when I'd wreck and they'd cut me up. Anyway, but for you, I mean, obviously we'd love for sister to last forever, but She's going to get retired, and I don't know when. You don't probably don't know when. So you have to bring those other horses up and give them experience and give you experience riding them and hopefully start the transition of being able to win those big checks on it. For sure. And that transition takes time to get yeah. there. For me, I'm going to season the horse at a pro rodeo as opposed to somewhere else right now because – if I happen to win a check, it counts for something. Great. Right. That's good for me. Um, but of course, like you said, I went out there with higher expectations. Um, the first two weeks were freaking awesome. The last three, not so awesome. But part of it, you know, you go through those ups and downs. And um, I didn't really want to come home. I like was looking for jackpots on the way home. I don't like to come home when it's not going well. Like I, I like to come home when it's going good. And you feel like you check your boxes. But 
when you're not winning and you're driving home, it's like, feels like unfinished business. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get home, but I'm actually really excited to leave again and go to a few more rodeos. I've got five or six left before the end of the year and I'm pumped. Like I feel regrouped and ready to go again. Granted, I am taking sis back out to a couple more, so that makes me more excited, but, um, but I've had fun. It hasn't been what I expected, but it is part of it. And I do know that those two horses I just camped on the last month are going to be so much better next year. And I'm going to have two players next year because of the time I committed to them right now. When you talk about going to rodeos to where the money actually counts, but it also to me, and I know very little about it and you kind of got in trouble at the finals last year for not even saying it, but that's what people put into context. If you go to fraternities or something like that, jackpot horses, it's completely, completely different than actual rodeo runs. They definitely get better in the environment that you put them in for that environment in the future. If you stay in the safe zone, even if you're just going to slacks, I mean, slacks are good. They're, they're technically rodeos, but it's not the same as running in a perfect Reno. You know, there's just a big, large gap between rodeo seasoning and jackpot runs somewhere in the middle is the slack competition. So being able to phase in and out of those things. And, you know, I had one horse out there this, last fall, last couple of weeks that it wasn't going great on. So I backed off and went to some jackpots. And I said, I'm only going to run this horse to jackpots and slacks until we get solid again. Then I'm going to put her back in the perf. And sure enough, when I put her back in performance, she was ready because we backed off and gone to what we knew. And she's right. kind of slow. So you just kind of have to gauge that where, where your horse is at and what you want to do and what your goals are and, and try and mix it all in. Hopefully it comes out to a big heavy medium and a lot of money. For me, it didn't the last couple of weeks. <laughs> didn't come out to a lot of money but uh, there was a lot of happy there was so much good that came out of it and um i like i chipped away i got some money one i was excited about that and um i'm just excited to have better horses next year because of that commitment well and you have to set yourself up for the future if you look at the now um i know that's what i did I, i was always looking ahead what horse could i ride next year if something happened to willie or if something happened to the the other horse i was riding and you know some people might think that's selfish well you need to focus on what you got here we out we do focus on that but we also make a living making money at these rodeos and they're happening in the future as well so you know always setting up yourself with a plan um sister is coming back out so what do you have left um i'm not gonna name but are you going to sioux falls did you make it to sioux falls I- Yep, I'm good points-wise on the standings to get into Sioux Falls, and I'm uh, going to Albuquerque and Abilene the next two days. They're just two kind of bigger one-headers, and then uh, next week got some smaller circuit rodeos like Amarillo and Stephenville, yeah. and uh, don't really have a plan on what I'm going to get on yet, but I've got a couple good horses to pick from there, or if I feel like Sis needs one more run. Um, she's kind of tricky to transition from indoor to outdoor. It's a little bit of a I've tried, I'll put it this way. One year I went to Nampa in the middle of going to Calgary and the Utah rodeos. That didn't, that didn't mesh. Like you don't, she's not just real, oh yeah, I jump back indoors and I run into a wall kind of thing. So um, I've kind of learned that on her. It takes a little time to adjust back in. So I'm excited to get back in some buildings on her and get her ready to go and win at Sioux Falls. And, you know, hopefully that translates to have, be primed and ready to win in December uh, when we get back in that little building. Well, Sioux Falls, it, and I'm just talking to the Bulldoggers, but the go rounds, they say pay 10 grand. That's the cinch playoffs, but it's the cinch finals, right? Is that what they, what do they call that? I think they're calling it the cinch playoffs, or maybe Pialop was the playoffs, and this is the cinch finals. Um, it's just a super cool event. They came up with this this year. It's kind of to me like a, 
a second to Puyallup, a bigger deal than Puyallup, a bonus. You had to go to Puyallup or at least be qualified to go, and there's some kind of rule on that, to be eligible to go to Sioux Falls. And they took the top four from Puyallup, who made the shootout finals there. And then, of course, the top eight in the point standings, which is all of the Pro Tour rodeos throughout the regular year. And really, those are rodeos to me that I, I prioritize because of this point system and because of wanting to go to Sioux Falls at the end of the year. I didn't know what the payout would be, but we knew it would be pretty big. And right. wanting to get into that finals. But also, those are just rodeos that you want to go to. There are a lot of the bigger one-headers in the summer. There are rodeos like uh, Houston, San Antonio, Calgary. I mean, just those extra large rodeos where there's a lot of added money. Um, they're the fun ones to me, right. especially in the summer. They're those big fun rodeos. So to, uh, I think it was really fun to be able to choose those awesome rodeos to go to, prioritize those for sis. Um, I give her full credit. I did place on some others, but she she got me there and qualified for Sioux Falls by like the end of Calgary this year. You know, we just had enough points racked up because almost everywhere I took her was a playoff series rodeo. And I think all but one rodeo this summer that was a playoff series she placed at or won. So just those those were kind of the priorities that I had set out at the beginning of the year, looking at that schedule and just kind of making my year built around that. Well, again, talking about looking at the future and prioritizing and making, I'd skip even a bigger rodeo if I had two circuit rodeos that I knew I had success at, you know, that I've won a lot in the past and just setting yourself up for that, that success is, I guess, what gives you um, one world championship, right? Just one. Probably one. In, it, anyway, it one, probably, more. <laughs> one more. Maybe one more. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You you have to make a plan for what's best for you and barrel racing what's best for your horse. And so we've talked about that a lot, that you can look at a big rodeo and say, I could win so much there. But you could also say, okay, fifth place there pays the same as first place at this rodeo. Am I more likely to win first place right. at this rodeo than I am to win first at that one? In that case, I'm going to go that small rodeo. So you just kind of plan your whole year around what your horse is ready for. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like the last couple of weeks, I entered stuff that I really thought my little Mary Reese was going to like. For the first part of it, I was right. For the second part, not so correct. Um, so I learned, okay, I know now what she likes and doesn't like and what she needs in between to be ready to go and win at those. So um, I feel a little smarter. Felt a little dumber in the meantime, but smarter now. Smarter? <laughs> I haven't felt smart. Since you married Lindsay. No? That Yeah. Has it been that long ago? Anyway, enough about that. My stupidityness is that a word? Let's make it a word no. if it isn't. No. Yeah, making that a word. It's it's funny when you say that because I say words and Lindsay's like, that's not a word. I'm like, we'll spell it then. And she's like, it's not a word. I can't spell it. I don't have to spell it. I'm like, exactly. So what, yeah, what point are you trying to prove? I'm maybe not trying to make say, it. Just trying to be you the should be like, it's different. a word. I'm going to spell the word. And then you spell it how you think you should spell it. And then it's a word because you spelled it. Yeah, but I just try to irritate her when I do stuff like that. That's pretty much all I do. Sounds like it's... not very hard. <laughs> no, I don't. Now that I think about it, I should work at it a little bit more. Probably. Anyways, Reese, new horse. We talked a little about her. Where did you get her? And I know you're excited about her. You because you've been watching her. You've been seeing. You've been... Yeah, yeah. Reese is um, real special. She's um, seven this year. I bought her as a two-year-old through the Copper Spring Sale. Um, she's been 
fun to ride. She's little. Um, she is by Judge Cash, who's uh, he was up in the Northwest. If anybody remembers Brenda Mays and Jethro, that black horse that yep. Brenda Mays was on several times, and he was just super solid. He was he probably the, the highest earning Judge Cash that I know of. Then comes along Kathy Grimes on a black mare, a KG Justice we expected. But she's out of a mare that everybody's watched too, um, Dolly, a gray mare that Jill Moody ran and made the finals on several times, uh, won the NFR average on. So knowing that she had those kind of bloodlines and maybe had a chance to be a rodeo horse, um, and she's really, she's proving that and stepped up and was really, really good outdoors. My mom ran her at Cheyenne this year, made performances on her. And um, so I knew she was ready for that chance to step up. And then uh, the other mare I had out there this year was Spider. Um, she's a good by lane. She was trained by Callie Wright. And I bought her from Callie uh, earlier this year. She was one of those horses I always liked and just decided I would figure out how to ride. And Callie's been awesome helping me get things figured out. So really pumped about her. Um, I had another special mare help me out this year, Valentina. Uh, we, I ran her a good bit in the spring. I ran her at the American this year. And uh, I was planning to take her out to the Northwest. But we actually ended up selling her. Um, her owner, Jeff Varner, and I had worked together for a year now, and we found the perfect buyer, amazing home. So my actual plan was to take a fresh horse out to the Northwest and send this home. That didn't really work out because Valentino went on to another home. But, you know, that's part of the business, part of what we do. So i um, super excited for her and been helping her and her new owner and watching them have success. So it's been fun. I've been, I've been really lucky to have a lot of good little mares in my life. Well, I guess I was – I got – spider confused um because that was the one you told me about that came from utah right you'd watched that horse a lot um and then finally got the opportunity to to get her yeah yep um so i feel like i have a really good team they've they've got different strengths and weaknesses right. and trying to play to their strengths and, and put them in situations where i think they'll thrive and of course, with Spider, I'm still learning what those are because those strengths and weaknesses with another rider are not necessarily the same as with me. Right. Um, so just trying to get on the same page with her. And then Reese is just kind of learning her and getting her in bigger situations. And kind of like you said, she's jackpotted. She's done that thing. And really, she didn't shine at the jackpots. She um, at the barrel races at the 30s. She was good, just not great and it was like as soon as I put her in the harder setups the tougher environments she thrived and I'm thinking yep that that reminds me of Jethro and Dolly she saw something tough right. and said let me at them so um pretty cool to be able to see her shine somewhere that I want to be which is the rodeos I really like them and I'm enjoying having a horse that wants to be there as much as I do well that's that and that's a that's cool that you brought that up because the jackpots and that I mean that's more laid back right so you, you get to the rodeos, it's the noise, it's the perf, it's the excitement. I mean, to me, the energy is way different. And I've only been to one barrel racing jackpot, a lot of barrel racing performances. But, I mean, completely different. And it's neat that uh, that she just rises to the occasion with that excitement level and that energy that, that's coming up. It is exciting. And you just never know until you put the horse in that scenario, whether they're going to like it or not. Um there's there's things that about them whether it's their pedigree whether it's their disposition that makes you think this horse might rodeo but you just don't know if it's going to be a rodeo horse until it goes to a rodeo until it walks down the midway at Gallup on the way exactly. to the performance through the folks past the strollers without murdering a stroller right. gets to the arena and its brain still screwed on yeah. and it's actually ready to work you forgot the carving station with the chainsaws where those guys I are carving. I have 
I've tried to forget that. I have, I've lost sleep <laughs> over that. Like, and actually, so I was at Sydney, Iowa one time on SIS, and this is SIS to a T. She's terrified of the midway. Um, we did that once and may never again. But in Sydney, you park kind of a ways away up on a hill from the arena, and the arena is down below, and it's this huge, cool arena. But it's very dark during the performance to get to the arena. So we're weaving through buildings and stuff. And, you know, we pass a goat roping. Why there's a goat roping? Like, it was, there were more people to goat roping than watching the performance. But either way, we pass that. She's snorting at everything. Like, terrified of the whole. I'm thinking, I have got 10 minutes to get down there, and it's going to take me 20. And she's just stopping and spooking. And we pass the food trucks and all of that and all the people. And she's snorting at that I finally get to the arena and ride up to the side of it and they're mutton busting so I'm thinking this still might not be good because now there's sheep in the arena and she's gonna (laughs) see that and get confused but there's a gate on the side and I walk up to the gate and she hangs her head over the gate into the arena mid-performance and takes a sigh like (laughs) oh thank goodness it's just a rodeo like (laughs) I don't know where you were taking me, but gosh. Yeah, damn. she thought she was in the parade and was so scared. And I was like, golly, by the time we got there, I'm thinking, of course it's a rodeo. You've never done anything but go right. to a rodeo and run barrels. But she sure enough did, got there and looked around like, thank goodness. I know what this is. Like all that stuff, not so much. So that might be the definition of a rodeo horse. They see it all. They take it all in. But when they get to their job, they're actually excited. They're yeah. <laughs> relieved, I should say. <laughs> relieved to just be at a rodeo and do their job. Well, Haley, thank you for coming on the show again. And we'll probably have you as a repetitive guest because there's so much good stuff that you bring. Whether you're winning or losing, it doesn't matter. Thank you so much for highlighting my losing and uh, bringing me on to talk about that. Nobody ever wants to talk to me when I'm losing. So, well, uh, and I appreciate you coming on and showing us your rack and all that, too. I mean, this, this is what the fans love to see. It's what I'm here for. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck at the NFR. Uh, your BFF, number one BFF, will be cheering you on the loudest. Thank you. I'm sure I will hear you. <laughs> I'm sure you will, too. All right. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. <sighs> Let me compose myself since we had such good stuff. Okay. Can you take a deep breath, please, and get your hair fixed? Can you fix your hair? Perfect.